What's going on, Dolphins fans? NFL free agency has officially opened with its legal tampering period, plus a handful of moves that I would hate to see the Dolphins make in the coming days as the league calendar year opens. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs with Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Monday, March 13th, 2023. Today on the show, we are reacting to some early news for the Dolphins in the legal tampering window for NFL free agency. But the main focus is a handful of moves that I would hate to see the Dolphins make throughout the course of the start of the league calendar here as they look to increase their bid to win the AFC East and make a playoff run this upcoming season. So, lots to look forward to. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first and potentially your second if you listen to the earlier show on Jalen Ramsey. Uh, first and second listen of the day. I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and your host here on Locked on Dolphins. So, this question was asked uh, at the beginning of the fan mailbag at the be- or on Friday. And it was, what are some moves that you would hate to see the Dolphins make? And that's where I want to start before we talk about the Dolphins' new backup quarterback, which is obviously a a big development for the team, as that's been one of the big pressing questions for the Miami Dolphins. And I think the first thing that I would probably hate to see the Dolphins do uh, is something that we've already seen them avoid. Uh, which is the initial wave and frenzy of free agency. You're seeing players like uh, Javon Hargrave signed for $20, $21 million per season. You're seeing a guard like Ben Powers signed for $13, $14 million per season. You saw Mike McGlinchey signed for $17.5 per season, or agree to sign, I should say, because, of course, none of these signings are officially official until sometime on – Wednesday afternoon. But these are all agreed to terms. And, and this is not to say the players can't eventually back out. We saw uh, J.D. McKissick do it with the Bills last year. We saw uh, Anthony Barr do it to the Jets a few years back as well. So uh, these are not finished until they're final. Uh, but the vast majority of these these agreed to terms deals end up holding true. And I would expect that to be the case for the vast majority, if not every single deal that was announced throughout what it's about four o'clock on Monday afternoon. So uh, avoiding that initial market reset and frenzy, I think is something that that the Dolphins have done well with the the past few seasons. They, of course, spent very aggressively for the 2021 season after that 2019 teardown. Kyle Van Noy got a big deal. Shaq Lawson got a big deal. Uh, Eric Flowers got a big deal. Byron Jones got a big deal. The Dolphins now trading for uh, Jalen Ramsey as the the big acquisition, but staying out of the Mike McGlinchies of the world. Who would you rather have, Jalen Ramsey or Mike McGlinchey in a third round pick? Because that, I mean, that that's when you boil it down. That's what the Denver Broncos had to offer Mike McGlinchey to sign him in free agency on a five-year deal with over $50 million in guarantees. It's a tough way to make a living, and the Dolphins did it for a really long time, and and 
it certainly seems like they they are resisting the temptation to jump in and, and sign big big time dollars and even going to the the linebacker position where you're seeing Jermaine Pratt seven million dollars per to go back to Cincinnati. TJ Edwards six and a half. I think that gives me some optimism for the linebacker market for the Dolphins. Uh, but that is certainly something that I'm keeping my eye on. Number one thing that I would hate to see the Dolphins do is spend desperately now. There's a conversation to probably be had about Mike White, but we're not ready to have it yet. We're going to have it after a couple more of these uh, stipulations and things that I would hate to see the Dolphins do. I think the next thing that I would hate to see the Dolphins do, and it's really dependent upon the cost, but I would hate to see the Dolphins bring in a big money, big name running back, whether that's Dalvin Cook or uh, Derrick Henry. Austin Eckler is reportedly looking into uh, facilitating a trade away from the Los Angeles Chargers. All of those players, uh, they're probably more in the the Jalen Ramsey bucket for me, where if the price is right, it's going to be hard to be mad at. But you think about specifically Derrick Henry. He's led the league in rush attempts in three of the last four seasons. And the one year that he didn't, he only played in eight games and he was on pace for about 440 carries. Just an insane workload for Derrick Henry across the last four seasons. This is a player who's getting up there a little bit. I I do think from a zone rushing perspective, he probably is a fit for the Dolphins. Uh, He's a very unique talent. But you bring that contract in, and it's not crazy. It's it's one remaining year on his deal, and just like Austin Eckler, and Austin Eckler's owed about six million dollars. Like you can get there with those guys, and embrace those contracts. Dalvin Cook's got a couple years left, but those two, um, Eckler and Derrick Henry, as guys who are in the final year of their contract. the cost gets really weird when it's a guy who's in the last year of his deal, because then you have to ask yourself, are you going to pay him a contract extension? And then suddenly there is guaranteed money when the appeal to acquiring him is that there's not guaranteed money. So it just creates this very weird vacuum. And if you told me you can bring back Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert and potentially draft a guy, I'd probably rather go that route. If I'm being honest, I'd probably just rather go back and go get the guys, you know, and then, figure out who the young upstart or young uh, buy-on-trades guy is that you want to instill into that room as well. It's not to say I'd be mad. I, I wouldn't hate it. I would hate it if you got into a bidding war with assets to go get a player in a contract here at the running back position who has a lot of miles on his legs. That would be the element of it, which I would hate. So those are two. Panic, and they're largely rooted in panic. That's the theme. Don't panic. Now is not the time to blink because there's going to be guys left over who are going to want to pick a good spot for themselves. And Miami, as we've seen with Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill and all these other guys, there's a great sell on Miami, the destination that a lot of places just quite frankly can't match. And that's something that's in your back pocket. But uh, the, the craziness of free agency is definitely upon us. And um, I think the only thing that can match up to the craziness of free agency is the craziness of free agency with the ultimate football GM game. You've heard us talk about this game before. 
but it, it's an absolute blast. And this time of year is a perfect overlap because you have to make strategic decisions on where to spend your money and what players to offer dollars to and be prepared to, if I miss, if I sign this guy, I'm going to miss th- that guy. And there have got positions in need for both. And all of the strategy that's involved, this game promotes when you play ultimate football GM, you get control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of the franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through the ups and downs of free agency, the draft, seasons, injuries, so on and so forth, all in a challenging and realistic game world. I, th- this game absolutely positively is a blast. If you need to pass 10 minutes, rip through a season. If you're on a, fl- on a flight and you got a couple hours to burn, Buckle in and get ready. It's a ton of fun. Ultimate Football GM is completely free, playable offline, so you can play on the go where and as you want to. Locked on Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code in all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. Make sure to check it out today. Download the game. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. I think one thing that as I, I've really simmered on the Dolphins and their outlook and, and not just the 2023 season, but the 2024 and 2025 seasons that I would lament if the Dolphins did was if they went out and they signed a big money, like a legitimate 10 plus million dollar a year contract on the offensive line. Because I think a contract of that capacity is prohibitive to you keeping your young nucleus players in Robert Hunt and Connor Williams. And the team obviously restructured Teron Armstead. So your flexibility, you're probably another year there. So you're probably looking at 23, 24. If you move on after 25 or after 24, it's going to be a post June one cut. Then in 24, Six, there's going to be a big day cap hit uh, that would be worth a starting offensive lineman. So that's just, I understand the value of the Dolphins upgrading and retooling the offensive line. But these four or five year deals worth 12, 14, 16 million dollars a piece, Mike McGlinchey, 17 and a half. I think I would hate that. Because you know that that means that player is going to come at the expense of one or Connor Williams or Robert Hunt. And those are two players that you should want to be a part of the long-term puzzle. And they play next to each other. So there's a great deal of value there for the chemistry that those guys provide. Continuity on the offensive line is a huge deal. So signing, signing yourself out of the price range of being able to afford to extend both Connor Williams and Robert Hunt uh, is a outcome that I'm going to have a hard time with, personally. So I, I hope they don't do it. Now, I hope they get upgrades, and I hope they get competitive players to come in and try to compete and win the starting left guard and starting right tackle spot, and we'll see where the chips fall there. But um, I think that that's one thing I, w- I would hate for any player to come in to be at the expense of long-term one of those other two players. Meanwhile, one thing that I would hate to see the Dolphins do is not get anything done with Christian Wilkins. Now, they've got all the time in the world. They've got all the free agency window. They've got all the way through 
to any time in season if they needed it. But you're watching Javon Hargrave sign for 480-plus. You're looking at Deron Payne signing for a $90 million contract extension. These are crazy dollars uh, that you are seeing. And for Christian Wilkins, if you want to make the argument he doesn't get the sack numbers and therefore he's not going to get that money, okay, it might save you a couple million. But I don't feel great about the Dolphins not getting him for less than $17, $18 million right now per season on average. And if you wait, you're going to get another increase of significant amounts of dollars in the cap. That number is only going to continue to go up. And then you put yourself in a position, do you franchise tag Christian Wilkins? Do you trade Christian Wilkins and, and not have him be a piece of the team long-term? And I don't think that's an outcome anybody wants. So I would absolutely hate to see the Dolphins not get anything done with Christian Wilkins because I think he is one of those guys who absolutely needs to and should be here. He's a culture guy. He's an awesome fit. He is developed into an outstanding all-around interior defensive lineman. One thing that the Dolphins did do that would have been on this list was ask Skylar Thompson to be the primary backup quarterback. I applaud the Dolphins for going out and agreeing to terms with Mike White on a two-year, $16 million contract, $8 million per season to serve as the Miami Dolphins' backup quarterback. Bravo. Well done. Because Skylar Thompson as the backup was not an acceptable outcome based on his performance on the field. Fun story? Yes. Tough, gritty gamer? Yes. Respect the toughness he illustrated? Yes. Effective NFL quarterback? No. So Mike White, and I've studied enough of the Jets and Mike White to know uh, there's a familiarity in the system. I thought the Jets did a nice job last year with Mike LaFleur of scheming a lot of throws for Mike White, some of his more statistically impressive games. There were uh, not a lot of throws in which he was asked to do difficult things, complex things. Do I love the overlap between Tua's skill set and Mike White's skill set? No. I think Taylor Heineke and I, I think Gardner Minshew would probably be better overall skill set overlaps. I wonder what the market for those players is going to be. It's currently 3.52 p.m. on Monday. Haven't seen anything come through for either Heineke or Gardner Minshew. I think those are two players with overlaps that probably is a little bit more direct with Tua Tungvaloa, but uh, Taylor Heineke and Gardner Minshew do not have experience in the offense that Mike McDaniel's running. Mike White does, and I think that's something that is valuable. And I believe Chris Kaufman from Three Yards Per Carry was the one that pointed this out. Uh, the Dolphins the last two seasons had backup quarterbacks who when it was time to go in or when they didn't get the reps during the week of practice, they were the, the offense was foreign, so it really limited the menu of what you were able to call. In the same way, ironically enough, in 2020, when Tua Tungvaloa got put in for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and everybody thought that Chan Gailey had a good playbook for, for Ryan Fitzpatrick and a bad playbook for Tua. Well, no, it's really just how much of the playbook did you digest and master and are you able to run? So in the same sense that, you know, when you looked at Tua and, and you, we wanted to chastise Chan Gailey and say, oh, well, he's not calling any of the good plays. Well, this 
to a intimate enough with the, the playbook to know all of that? If the answer is no, then looking at Mike McDaniel in the backup quarterback situation, you could very easily say, well, Skylar Thompson's not intimate enough with the playbook to be able to run a lot of the same stuff that Tua Tagovailoa is. Mike White having experience in a similar kind of offense is going to be helpful. I think it will be helpful. Um, the fact that this was a player who came in and showed the ability to throw to Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis and the tight ends that they have, the Dolphins' skill group is every bit as talented. And you saw what the Jets were able to do with Mike White as the starting quarterback with the strength of that defense on his back. Well, you'd like to think with Jalen Ramsey and a healthy Bradley Chubb and all the other players a year older and Vic Fangio, the Dolphins defense will be able to have a spine that allows them to back a Mike White led offense if it is needed. All the same, you certainly hope you don't have to see Mike White play because that means if he isn't playing, Tua Tagovailoa is staying healthy. And that would be the best case scenario for everyone. If Mike White, the best case scenario at this point is the Dolphins paid Mike White $16 million to hold a clipboard for two years and he never touches the field. I think the track record of Tua Tagovailoa suggests that that's probably a pretty unlikely outcome. We can hope. But the Dolphins aren't just hoping because they went out and they, they put their money where their mouth is at the backup quarterback position, and I applaud them for that. Midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and everything in between. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So that's where we sit right now. Dolphins training for Jalen Ramsey. Dolphins agreeing to terms with Mike White to be the backup quarterback. We need to figure out what the Dolphins are doing from a uh, structure perspective of that contract, both of those contracts, because it's going to dictate, we, we've kind of entered into the unknown in real time as things currently stand as far as what the Dolphin salary cap situation looks like. Hard to say how aggressive they're going to continue to be. Obviously, there, there's been continued attachments to uh, Jordan Poyer safety from the Buffalo Bills and um, the, the linebacker position in the tight end rooms and the running backs with the Miami needing to get guys back under contract. Uh, is Trent Sherfield going to be back? Are you going to rely on Eric Ezukama? There's, there's a lot. By the way, Durham Smythe and Tanner Khan are the only tight ends under contract right now because they traded Hunter Long and cuts Ethan Carter and Mike Kosecki's a free agent. A lot of moving parts. It's exciting times. Um, I think the last thing that I would leave you with Mike White is um, a little bit of pettiness. Does anybody else appreciate Jets players strapping on all the T-shirts for the Dolphins' backup quarterback? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, 
Mike White is a player who I, I know enough to kind of get the vibe and the strengths and weaknesses, but I am very much in the same light as I'm putting Jalen Ramsey on the microscope, looking forward to doing the deep dive. Uh, we're going to let all the dust settle here as far as this initial frenzy for free agency before we uh, dive into the tape and really get into the nuances and the, the intricacies of each player. Uh, but I would expect there to be a lot more content to come. So plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. This is episode number two to kick us off this week for legal tampering. We did Jalen Ramsey last night for the early portion of the day. And now for your drive time on your way home, we have the things I would hate to see the Dolphins do. And we also have the reaction to the Mike White signing. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day, and I will talk with you all again tomorrow.